0: Hi, this is Stroke Daddy, Ricky Starks, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet.
1: Scott McLeod here for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, and I'm here with a very special interview with a man who describes in many ways. He is absolute, he is Stroke Daddy, and he is the hottest prospect of NWA power as the one and only Mr. Ricky Starks. Hey, how are you, man? I'm very good, man. I appreciate you took the time to, uh, to speak to us today.
0: Of course. I definitely appreciate people reaching out from all over the world, especially my people from overseas, you know?
1: <laughs> very good. First off uh, about housekeeping, you can find us on all good Android podcasting sites. as Anchor, Spotify and iTunes. And you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Suplex Retreat, uh, suplexretreat.com for all our back catalog and features. And our uh, each Suplex Retreat on Patreon for reviews of all the wrestling going on, especially me and Stephen Wilson reviewing NWA Power every two weeks. Where can people find you on social media?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stark. Man Jones, uh, and then my Instagram is Starky Baby, that's with the Y. And then of course on Facebook, I'm, I'm Ricky Starks. Uh, it's not that hard to find me on there because I'm the only guy that looks like a wrestler in his display picture.
1: Yeah, good. We'll start off with a question we, we ask everyone at the start of our interviews, and we like to use this because, well, we get a different answer from everyone we ask, and that is, why do you love wrestling and where does your passion come from?
0: ah uh, you know what i can't really that's a hard one and that's that's been one of the hardest questions i answered since i've started I, I don't know why i like wrestling i feel like it's one of those things that it's very difficult to explain to someone else why you enjoy it you know of course when you meet someone else who enjoys wrestling too i think trying to sit down and figure that out is a, is a very difficult part I could be real superficial with it and be like well I love the characters and things like that but on a deeper level I'm not sure why I was drawn to it something about it I just I just love but I can't explain to you what it is exactly and I think from that and it being so attached to my childhood and then once I got into it I was able to see how that you know being a wrestler, how that impacts someone else's life as far as the moments they create with their their family or you know, whatever the case may be, I think that's where the passion continues to drive me, is from that. And, and I'm a pretty pretty selfless guy. So if someone gets entertainment from me just destroying my body, then hey, that's fine. That's what I was put on this earth to do.
1: Yeah, it's sometimes hard to kinda quantify why you all wrestling because it's really nothing like it but you did mention you know, the characters and i did read in a, a previous interview that you did that you mentioned a couple of your favorites being like like some mankind and like undertaker and, <laughs> yeah and uh, they these are definitely like larger in life characters do you think you've got a lot of praise for some of your your vignettes and you know, your character? do you think maybe you kind of took some inspiration from these kind of larger like characters that you kind of grew up watching
0: you know what you make a great point Maybe, yeah, because I, I, man, I, you you were spot on. The only person you didn't mention was The Rock. Uh, those are my three, but those, yeah, I really think that may, let, we can say that's probably some aspect of it as well, because even just outside of wrestling, too, I'm, I'm pretty much a, a big personality. I like that. And you can see that in the way I dress, the way I talk, you know, the way I move. So, yeah, I, I will agree with you on that. I definitely think that has something to do with it, just because that is so different than what you see <laughs> typically right you not a lot of people most people nowadays are kind of reserved it's very rare to see someone that has that type of uh, intangible quality to them
1: yeah i mean how could i how could i definitely forget the rock? there are some people on our team that would definitely crucify her for not mentioning the rock <laughs>
0: Well, I feel like everyone, like, that's the thing, everyone is, uh, or The Rock is everyone's favorite, typically, right? Uh, I feel like the three I chose are so different from each other, but that's what makes me like them a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. And so, like, we talk about kind of your your character, when you were kind of getting into wrestling, did you think kind of, was it more important for you to also kind of establish your your character work as well as kind of being good enough in the ring, ring aspect?
0: You know, um, to me, when I, was, when I first started, I knew that I needed to figure that part out, the character part, right? But at the time, uh, I was really big into just making sure that the wrestling itself, my, my footwork, things like that, were a lot more important. Uh, and then once I got to a point where I felt like I was okay with that then that's when i turn to the the character aspect of things but honestly to me those two are, are hand in hand i feel like they're as important as the next one
1: and when you were kind of starting out wrestling for a good few years you were part of a tag team known as extra talented alongside uh, aaron solo did you enjoy being a tag team wrestler did you see kind of starting out as a tag team is a great way to kind of get noticed
0: Honestly, I loved, I loved tagging with Solo. Solo's one of my good friends and it was fun to travel around with him and wrestle together because the chemistry is already there. So that was the easier part as far as the tag team goes. Sometimes you get into a tag team and you don't have a chemistry with your partner and things don't necessarily work out how you are hoping it would. But with me and him, it was, it was great. I didn't look at it as just an opportunity. So that was the thing too, actually. We were a tag team because we wanted to get noticed as well. And we saw that there wasn't many tag tag teams on the indies and there still isn't really and so we did have that mutual understanding of each other like well we we got together because one there isn't tag teams but also two we want to make sure that we get noticed uh, and that's why we traveled to europe we wrestled in ireland england you know uh, stuff like that so
1: yeah very good and as you said you, you've had some like you went outside of the us to the uk to europe and places like that you also wrestled for a number of promotions across the US. When you kinda of start out, are you the kind of wrestler who has a set let list of kind of like goals they want to accomplish and that they and places they want to wrestle for? Are you the kind of just takes it as it comes
0: you know when i first started i was the person to just take stuff as it came because i I didn't have the the idea to write things down and, and you know write stuff down and put it into the universe and so once i got a little bit more into wrestling and i started to look around and see that I needed to, there was things that I wanted to do, but I wasn't accomplishing them as I was expecting. I started to write down my goals. So I would have a, you know, a a finish line to work towards. And that changed a lot of things in my career. I remember I I went on Twitter and I said, Hey, I'm going to go to Japan this year without any idea of how I was going to do that. And then two months later, I was in talks with DDT and I went over there. So it, it really put into perspective how important writing goals are the big goals and the small goals down so you have at least something to work towards and that's even outside of wrestling
1: It uh, that's just like a good uh, idea like whatever you want to accomplish and a lot of thing one thing that some wrestlers like most wrestlers want to accomplish in their career <laughs> at some point is probably to wrestle for WWE and You've had some, you did some work with Dewey and kind of an enhancement role as far back as 2016. Were you kind of hopeful that when you made these appearances that hopefully this would open the doors for you to someday come to Dowie or perhaps NXT? I
0: remember when I first went to WWE for the, the the extra talented stuff. That was back in 2012. And I remember thinking, okay, this is my opportunity to get a contract. And, um i remember being there and, and you know the first few times it's cool and then it kind of wears off where you go okay well i'm just no one really notices me so and i'm just here doing something but then when i asked I, I had a match and tv and things like that that's when i really thought oh i can get a contract from this and when that didn't happen i had to go back and reassess my outlook you know because i had put all my eggs in that basket of thinking that's what that's how it's going to happen and honestly man nowadays That is my goal, of course, is to get up there. I feel like that's the if you're a basketball player and you've been doing street basketball, obviously the NBA would be something that you want to get towards. Uh, So WWE is definitely something I want to get to eventually. But if wrestling has shown anything, it's there's different different routes to get there, you know. So it's not necessarily I get on as extra talented and I get signed from that.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's one of the things where it doesn't seem like it's not a lot of people are rushing to get to WWE nowadays because there are so many other avenues to explore before getting there.
0: Exactly. Think about that too. Think about what you just said. I feel like that's a perfect that's a perfect example of wanting to be established and experienced and well seasoned before you get up to the big the very Tippy top of wrestling and i think that's good for anybody because you know once you had because that's how it used to be you get this experience you move on to wcw wwf and you have these great wrestlers who have had experience they they're well seasoned you ain't got to worry about someone fresh being thrown into the deep end
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely like definitely a sign of how the landscape of of wrestling is, is changed and speaking of how things have kind of changed you I saw that you made some appearances with the NWE as far back as like 2012, long before Billy Corgan got involved. Uh, what would you say? You know, there's a lot of differences between how the NWE was kind of. Minds back then as opposed to how it is now well
0: when i so the nwa that i was associated with back then um that was under the that was under another ownership right so that one of course had different (laughs) goals and ideas as the nwa of now i'm telling you the ideas that lagana and billy are putting together for nwa is absolutely amazing. It is so cool to see and to be a part of because you are literally in the trenches with them. They are all doing this this on their own as far as the protection, things like that. Everything is bootstrapped. So I think being a part of this group as opposed to the one of old is a lot better in my favor just because there are actually people who see me as a viable asset to what they're trying to do. And I feel like that's a very great feeling, especially coming from the fact that I've been doing this for nine years and never really felt like people were wanting to give me a chance and I don't know if that was based on my size or if I didn't have a a boring look, you know, things like that. So I can't speak of enough good things of those two just for the fact of they saw something in me and they took a chance and I feel like it's really paying off. I feel like the chemistry of anything is perfect.
1: Yeah, it does seem like everything seems to be clicking uh, with NWA Clara and I was just curious, who was it that kind of reached out to you about coming on board uh, this current iteration of the NWA, was it Lagana, or Corgan or was it somebody else?
0: Actually, for the NWA seventy show, Lagana reached out to me first. And I gave him my phone number and we talked on the phone. And he told me his vision of things and that that vision just was leading up to NWA 70. On the back end of it, I had talked with Aldous. I hadn't met Aldous, but I had talked with Aldous a bit somehow. And I can't remember how I did, but it was through text. And he was just telling me that he, he liked my vignettes that I was doing, him and Lagana both. And so I get to NWA 70 and I actually meet Nick. Nick's awesome, of course. And then I meet Lagana. I didn't, I don't believe I met. <laughs> I uh, may have met Billy too, but it, it just started with the NWA 70. And Logano was the one that made sure that he talked to me and fleshed out the goal that he had. And initially why he was so drawn to me. And it was through those vignettes that I created. So uh, that's really how it started from there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we uh, we spoke to Nicholas in the past and they lead up to the premiere episode of NWA Power and when asked about people to kind of watch out for he your name was the first that he, that he mentioned he spoke very highly of you is it is it a good feeling to have like the current like NWA champion the kind of flagship bear almost of this company kind of speaking so highly of you
0: honestly I feel like it's a great feeling to have just someone speak of me you know because well Nick didn't know me from really a, a lineup he, he saw a vignette and saw the creativity and I think that led him on to go you know do a little bit of research on me so i don't think a lot of people know i hadn't met nick before that just someone i didn't know just saying how much they they liked my work how they they liked my creativity was a positive feeling in itself and then i actually got to meet nick and sit down and talk to him and he's an awesome dude he really is i don't feel like there's too much of of a difference between him and i when it comes to personality and things like that. Because I know there's some people have a a preconceived idea about Nick just by looking at him. But I'm telling you, he's absolutely amazing. I don't ever feel like he's like trying to get one over on me. I feel like he's always has my best interest at at heart. So it's a great feeling to know Nick like that and to have Nick talk of me in that way. Because you know, it feels good to be recognized for something that you've been working hard at for a very long time.
1: Definitely, I mentioned a few your your vignettes. It's just like, obviously that's a good feeling that really, you've put all this work in these vignettes and now people are taking notice. Do you, is this really all you kind of being heavily involved in creating these vignettes?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. The only thing I don't do with these vignettes is um, I'm not filming it or I'm, I'm a little bit involved in the editing. But since I don't know how to really use editing software like that, the guy who films it does it as well. So, but I, I'm there with him. And so that's a, a joint effort. Um, but yes, everything else is, is from me. It's all funded by me. I'm the one producing it. I'm the one that's writing down the ideas and the script for it. So, you know, that's it. That's good to have a positive reaction to those, especially since I'm doing it myself. And, and honestly, I love it. I don't find it to be very, uh, you know, difficult just because it's a good creative outlet. And two, no one's doing it, man. That was the thing. The idea behind these vignettes was if I can't get myself over, I can't compete with the super athletic wrestlers of today. I just can't because I just I'm not that athletically inclined but damn it if I can't get myself over just by these vignettes and I really think people took to it because it was something different the production value was amazing and it was a bit random and and I think people enjoy that
1: yeah definitely definitely a good strategy to kind of get yourself noticed and I think it's an example of kind of the, the creative freedom that a lot of people on the independent scene right now are kind of afforded
0: yeah and that's the thing too i feel like we we should be taking advantage of that because not only can we exercise that creative part of our brain but too we are afforded that luxury of that right now
1: and talking about kind of the freedom uh all this in his interview was talking about he had an agreement almost with the parent company of the nwa and he has an agreement to pay for them what is your kind of exclusivity with the NWA, is there a contract? Are you still able to work certain places outside of the NWA, outside of the taping schedule?
0: So with NWA, um, I'm, I'm pretty exclusive to them. If anyone is try- if anyone is wanting to, to bring me on, of course they have to go through NWA to to get that. But uh, that's that's where I stand as far as my, my contract goes with them. I'm still able to do other shows. It just has to go through NWA.
1: And NWA, like Power, they've got a lot of great talent at the moment. They've got people who have been established in other companies and they've got new york town that are really taking advantage of this platform is there anybody that you've come across in the indies that you think if the nwa was to sign them that they would fit in perfectly with the program they've got right now
0: oh man yeah for sure uh, off off the top of my head i really think uh alley cat would be awesome there i think someone like ryan davidson would be great there you know uh people like that those are the two that i really think would just you just plop them in, and they would they would fit in perfectly. Of course, there's more names, but I don't wanna I don't wanna get too deep into that, and then it turns into a war. <laughs>
1: of course, uh, I can understand that. Uh, at the time we recording, NWA Power's seventh episode will be airing going live in a, in a few hours. But the first six episodes have been received too much critical acclaim. Us here at play Retreat, we, we've very enjoyed them. And how does it feel for you to you know, see this kind of outpouring of positive? feedback to these episodes brother i love it man i
0: i actually am so thrilled about it because i think a lot of people put too much stock into to those numbers and then try to compare it to what we see on tv and the thing is is that you're you're comparing numbers of something that's on a digital platform on, on a you know basically um uh, it's on your demand to tv ratings yeah. um so either way it goes at the end of the day i look at those numbers from our youtube shows and i go this is awesome this is absolutely great this that this shows that people do care and and they're interested and that they're watching you can literally watch it whenever you want to how awesome is that like you can watch it whenever you have the downtime to." uh yeah. So I, I, the first man, t- I remember my reaction after the first episode, I was like, holy crap. This is, people are really loving it. And from there I was like, oh, we'll easily triple that number, double that number, quadruple that number. Like, this is perfect. Abso- it's, it's, it's such a great feeling to have, especially to know from, from the behind the scenes aspect of it, of how tight knit everything was ran as far as people just doing it themselves. There was something that needs to be done and, and. Someone would just jump in and do it, you know. Not necessarily they didn't have the experience for it per se, but they just got in there and and it needed to be done, and that's what they did. So I, I love it. I'm so glad to to see it, and then I'm also happy to see how we do on this pay per view, which I think will exceed people's uh, expectations for it as well.
1: Definitely, and I agree with the on demand aspect of it, and that even if you don't get around to it first, I mean, it's on YouTube. That's anybody can access it, and it's only really an hour at most a week so and I've found that myself that if I've one or two episodes I've not caught up on it's very easily just to sit down and watch them because they they flow so effortlessly, they just go by like that.
0: Right, yeah, you, by the time you're done watching, you go, wow, it's already been an hour, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> and and you're just waiting for the next one.
0: hmm exactly.
1: And for me, one of the highlights of NW Power's run so far was your work with the alleged great-great-grandson of William Shakespeare, Aaron Stevens. Uh, <laughs> how likely would you be to see his film *Tropical Pirates if it does indeed meet, reach theaters?
0: You know, I'll tell you a secret. I actually saw a screening of his of his movie and it put me to sleep. It really <laughs> did, it put me to sleep. But you know what? That doesn't mean that he's a bad actor. To me that means he's a great actor because he was able to make me feel something since I wasn't able to sleep in a few days. So I, I thank him for that. Um, but you know, I, I'll tell you this. I think that for as talented as he is, I really think that he's an asset to that platform to, to NWA period, just because I think he brings in another, something different that, you know, not everyone has. And that not everyone, you don't see it a lot on the Indies either. So to me, I like watching him there. I like seeing him because he's just so unique in the way. And as you put it, you know, yeah, his movies are doing, <laughs> they're doing terrible, but, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but man, <laughs> don't, don't let day. him know
0: that, <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, I would agree definitely he's been a, a great part a great asset to NWA power so far and you've got victories over him and victories over another former champion in the WWE Trevor Murdoch and now it seems that you're you're maybe having interest on Colt Cabana and the national title It's likely we'll be seeing that matchup sooner rather than later.
0: You know, uh, I definitely think it'll be a lot sooner than later, for sure. Uh, to me, having the... Uh, I'm on a winning streak right now. So to me, I feel like I am owed a, a shot at the national title. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, I had that shot back in at Bay 70 So I think it's time that we come back around and tie up those loose ends.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people out there in wrestling that are putting whatever it is on wins and losses. And if you're on a winning streak, then you can't argue against the idea that you deserve a shot. Right. Uh, speaking of, like you mentioned, the pay per view that's into the fire, which will be on Fight TV on the fourteenth of December, and it's the first kind of pay per view since NWA started becoming a weekly TV show again, or mm-hmm. a weekly program again. And how important is it to be on the card of this first pay per view since this like current run of NWA of like since Powers kicked off? And is it important for you to be a part of this pay per view?
0: yeah absolutely it's important to me just because this is the the first pay-per-view but not only that it's also it's a it's a great opportunity to showcase more of me past the the hour mark past the um you know the the limited matches on time uh, i feel like this is a great opportunity to really put my footprint into the wet seat men, so to say mm-hmm. and really leave a, a lasting mark here in nwa
1: and one last question before we move on to our, our quickfire questions that we like to do here and then meet Sleep, sleep Retreat. What does the future hold for Ray starts? Where do you see yourself in like the future?
0: Well, obviously, I see myself as the national champion pretty soon, and then from there, I'll go on to win the world's title. But you know, beyond that, actually, just on on some personal goals. I really see myself coming back to Europe, of course. Hopefully, I can make it over to Scotland and then revisit Ireland and revisit England and visit those places that I enjoyed. And then the other goal was to go back to Japan next year. I really want to do that. So those are the two on my list right now that I have that I'm really working towards, you know, accomplishing. And knowing me, I'm pretty sure I will accomplish that.
1: Yeah, and uh, I hope you do. Doing... And. On that note, I've come to Scotland, I'm sure uh, we'd definitely enjoy seeing you. I mean, there are a number of promotions I think definitely make the trip with the you wear what you get, you.
0: And that's the best part about it.
1: But before we go, Ricky, you here need to say if would like to round off our interviews with a quick, quick fire round, if that's okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Just one of the other. Layer. Rock or Austin? Rock. Trish or Lita? Oh, man. Trish. Cody or Omega? Cody. This one may be a bit hard. Taker or Mankind?
0: Oh, dang. I'm gonna have to go with Taker. I've trained with Taker, so there's a, there's mm-hmm. a, it means a lot more. couple of NWA related ones. Aldis
1: or Cabana? Oh, oh, that's a hard one. I'm gonna shoot straight to the top. Aldis. All right. Yeah, Old school NW here, uh, Dusty Rhodes or Ric Flair? Dusty Rhodes. Xbox or PlayStation? Ooh, I would say Xbox, but if this was
0: like back in 2001, it would definitely be PlayStation.
1: Favorite wrestling game?
0: Uh, well, I would say uh, WWF No Mercy, but I also actually like WWF Smackdown. Uh, just bring it.
1: All right. Favorite one of your nicknames? One of my favorite nicknames? Yeah, between like Absolute or Stroke Guy, which is your favorite?
0: you know, Struck Daddy was given to me. So I will go with man. I really like Absolute because I came up with that. <laughs> Favorite cheat meal? Uh, it's you know what it's going to be. It's going to be a barbecue chicken pizza from California Pizza Kitchen. And good. Favorite wrestling pay-per-view. <gasps> oh, man. WrestleMania 17.
1: Don't look at how you that. And
0: finally, dream <laughs> opponent. My dream opponent. Oh, a dream opponent would definitely be more Fuji. I
1: think it's uh, definitely a different one from ones we've had so far.
0: <laughs> well, I, I really, I really would love that to
1: happen. Definitely, it seems like a, a very interesting matchup. And that's you know all the time we have now. It's all work for our questions. Ricky, okay, I want to thank you once again for joining us. Thank you guys. One more time. Where can people find you on social media if they want to see more
0: of you? Well, you can definitely find me on Twitter as StarkmanJones. Uh, My Instagram is StarkyBaby. You can also buy some merchandise for me too. I have a rickystarks.bigcartel.com. Just got us some new shirts with some pins, Uh, so you can look that up. But that's really where everyone can find me at. Follow my shenanigans on Instagram and read up on my commentary of just stupid stuff I see on Twitter, but yeah.
1: Okay, and remember you can find us at HPG on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and we're on all good Android podcasting sites, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, all our previous interviews and shows, and okay, once again, thank you for joining us, and good luck with NWFPO. Thank
0: you, thank you so much, I really appreciate it.
1: Stop! whatever you're doing right now you've only got one choice this is billy kirkwood you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalog of eat sleep
0: suplex Retweet. tweet get on it